Hey everybody, welcome back to the podcast. This is episode 12, I believe, and this one's probably going to be a shorter episode. I don't think I'm going to be able to make this as long as the other ones. It's uh, it's something that I'm not just, I'm just not as like passionate about, I guess, or there's just not as much I want to say. It's just something that's been rattling around in my head for a while. Figured I'd make an episode out of it since it's been a while, and the one that I'm going to be spending more time on, I'm still in the midst of sort of mulling through and thinking about what I want to talk about and that kind of stuff. So wanted to get one out in the meantime. The other thing that'll be a little bit different about this one is that I'm going to do a more minimalist editing job on this. I'm just not going to spend the time nitpicking the details on it and trimming everything as properly. Um, so there's it's going to be a little more rough. And I'm doing that just because I think part of the reason why I'm not as consistent in recording these and by recording, I'm also talking about publishing and stuff is because the editing process, the way I do like to go about it and the I, the way I do like the finished product, it takes a long time to edit because I listen through the whole thing and I cut out a lot of my ums, a lot of the pauses that aren't just like automatically erased when I do the kind of broad sweep uh, automate, automatic version of this. And it's, it's not that I don't think that's a good thing. And I think it does make the product sound better overall, but listening through the entire thing and going bit by bit and you know, fine tuning everything like that. It could take, you know, two to three hours, possibly more, depending on how focused I have to be on the situation. And it's it's not that I don't enjoy that process, but it's it's daunting in some ways. And I think it's causing me to not record as often as I want to, just because I don't want to necessarily have to try to find the time to do all of those things. Like I know it needs to in order for it to sound correct in my view. And I I, I do realize that. At the end of the day, it's... I'm the reason why it, it needs to sound a certain way. Like, I, I know I'm the reason why it's, it is it is like that. I, I can make it however I want. This is my project, and I can create whatever I want, and it's my own perfection that's causing me to do that. So I'm trying to sort of circumvent that by just doing a more minimalistic editing job. Uh, just, the, just the stuff where I can sort of say, hey, computer, find the silences here, delete it, find the... the the variances here that's that are easier to detect get rid of them here and that way it's a it's a much more streamlined editing process and i feel like i'll be able to get it out a lot easier so it's a bit of a long-winded explanation but that's that's my justification for it so hopefully it doesn't sound too bad if you don't notice at all maybe that's a good thing and i can sort of not have to spend so much time editing and i can spend more time actually recording actually talking about stuff actually getting to what i want to get to instead of the the fine-tuning parts that i i don't at enjoy as much as recording. Today, I want to talk about political discourse, if you couldn't tell by the title of the episode, and I don't really want to get into political sides, I guess. I'm recording this a few days after the U.S. election has been announced for Joe Biden. Of course, the lawsuits from Donald Trump and everything like that, I guess, are still pending, but reality is that Joe Biden won the presidential election, and it was uh, it was a heated election, to say the least. 
just a lot of hostilities on both sides and a lot of a lot of anger and a lot of frustration and a lot of resentment from again both sides and so i just want to talk about political discourse in terms of how do we approach one another about political subjects and i guess for me i i look at it as i grew up one way understanding how people talked about politics and understanding how people viewed politics and the role they played in their lives and i see it very differently today and it's more me wondering if it's just because I'm older and able to understand more, or if there's something that's actually changed in how we talk about politics and how we talk about these things that absolutely affect our lives and absolutely do have an impact on us. But, you know, at the end of the day, we're, we're all still Americans, right? I guess I'm speaking to Americans in that sense, but we're, we're all still people trying to work for the same goals. We, we want the good of the country. We want our country to progress and get better and to prosper and everything everyone to thrive and to be able to be healthy and to, you know, earn more money and to do all of these things. And I don't think it's necessarily that we don't view that anymore. I don't think it's that we can't agree on that. It's more that because we have differences of opinion in how we achieve that and how we come to achieve that, that it's, we, we no longer are able to view one another as allies and instead we view one another as obstacles. And in this, I'm referring in a, you know, two-sided system because whether whether you like it or not, and I have no problem saying that I don't like this, that uh, it's, it, it, it's hard to deny that we're in a two-party system, and so it's naturally going to be framed as one side versus the other, regardless of the people who try to exist in some kind of middle ground. But when when we're so opposed to one another in every aspect, it's unhelpful for us to constantly view each other as enemies that can't ever be reconciled. And I think that's where my problem is, is just because, in, in my view, I don't think it's always been that way. I, I I think we've always viewed each other as enemies in terms of, you know, yes, you have a difference of opinion than me. Yes, you you view the world differently than me. And yes, you have a different way of wanting to achieve your goal than I do. But it, it was never that I must ram through you and trample you to achieve what I want. It was never sort of the slash and burn mentality of let's just leave them out to dry after we've defeated them. And I'm, I'm not blaming one side or the other for this, because frankly, I think both sides have done it. And I, there's probably one side that started it more than the other. I'm not sure who that is, to be completely honest. And more importantly, I don't think that matters at this point because all we're doing is pointing fingers at each other anyway. So I don't think it helps us to spend time thinking about who, who pointed the first finger, right? It, it doesn't, it doesn't help where we're at. Because regardless of what happened in the past, we need to figure out how we can move forward and actually work together to achieve common goals. And despite having differences of how we want to achieve those, how can we still come together as Americans, as one people, to achieve those? And it's hard when both sides are talking to each other as though they cannot do anything but say, you are bad, you are nothing but bad, you will be nothing but 
but bad, and therefore, I do not respect you, I do not want to listen to you, I do not want to work with you, and then we part ways, and nothing gets done, and everyone wonders how that could possibly happen, and for me, I'm just sitting there going, well, no crap, you've, you've decided that there's no way to make anything work, and therefore, you just completely split off, and you form your little niche groups on either end, and you decide that this is the only way it can work, and either you are for us, or you are an obstacle we need to tramp, and I, I cannot get behind that mentality. I, I can understand the mentality in terms of, I guess, an election, right, where you, you do have a an opponent to defeat. You are in a competition. You There is a winner and a loser, and so you need to, I guess, go about it in that sense, but we can't operate the entirety of our lives as though it's all election time, because when it's inevitably not election time, and I'm not getting into the semantics of like, well, it's always election time because it's you only get six months to legislate, and then you gotta start campaigning again. Because I, I know that's true, and I'm not I'm not trying to downplay that, but we have to actually govern at a certain point. We actually have to do stuff at a certain point, and if we can't work together because we think that that other side cannot be reasoned with, then we've lost every sense of what makes us this country that is a United States. The whole point of a United States is that each state is different. Each state is going to have their own unique needs and opinions and everything like that, but we all come together for the greater good. And it's it's even less hard when you think about it in political parties, because again, you have the two major parties. You have Republicans and Democrats, and you have to put aside some differences at some level to come together for the greater good. And it just seems like that doesn't happen anymore. And there's so many justifications for it on both sides. And I get that you're frustrated, and I get that you don't see eye to eye and I get that you you view these people as you know either these xenophobic racist misogynistic fill in the blank here kind of people or you know it's it's the socialists it's the communists it's you know the the people who just want to never have to work a day in their lives like I've heard both arguments and I get it but it, at the end of the day, you still actually have to work with one another. For me, as someone who really enjoys history and has studied a decent amount of American history and world history, it's it's weird to see that, you know, yes, there were differences of opinions, like when the U.S. started, like with the Founding Fathers. They had major differences about how they wanted to handle things, and they got into heated arguments, and they called each other those kind of names, and they, they went at each other's throats, but they still got stuff done, because they recognized that at the end of the day, you actually have to accomplish something. Otherwise, the, the arguments don't matter. What Your words don't matter. Your opinions don't matter if nothing actually happens. But it seems like today, it, it doesn't matter. People don't care because it's it's all about how long can we sort of halt progress on our nation? How long can we sort of stymie how we're, we're going about things until we can get our way? Because compromise is no longer on the table because it's, it's such a hard stance of we do not compromise with the enemy. And I'm, I'm talking as an obvious outsider. I'm no politician. I'm not in those rooms. I don't hear those discussions. So I could be incredibly off base and I'm just 
going off of what I'm hearing of from the outside. And if I'm wrong, fair enough. I, I hope I am. But there, there's something clear that's changed in how we approach people with differences now. And I, I'm arguing it in politics just because it's it's the topic of, of the moment. You know, we're, we're in a political situation with this election and people calling it the... the largest and most important election of our lifetime and I'm not sure I buy that but either way it's it's an election it's it's not unimportant and I just have a hard time when we refuse to compromise with one another to work with one another toward actually doing something and I'm sort of split in in, in those approaches because on on the one hand I very much understand the idea that you don't want to compromise on your beliefs because you hold those beliefs very strongly and you believe in them very passionately and they they mean something to you and I really I do understand that and I I'm not a person who generally compromises on my beliefs either because they're important to me but when it comes to getting something done you do have to give a little bit because it's it's not about getting your way it's about actually doing something and in a political climate your job as a politician, is to do things for the people you serve, which is the American people. You you actually have to accomplish things in order to fulfill your job. And what we see now is people wanting to just stalemate one another until they can bully their way in there, and then they quote-unquote win because they got their way. Or nothing ever happens, and it just stands still until something gives. And usually the thing that gives is people lose their office and one party gets the majority or it switches majorities or whatever. And I find that so incredibly frustrating because we sit here spinning our wheels, pretending like we're doing stuff when we're not. So do we compromise what we believe in in order to get some stuff done? I think it's inevitable. And I'm not saying you personally need to give up what you believe in, but you actually have to give up the way it manifests itself in an actual bill and an actual law so that things happen, so things change. And there's plenty of stuff that gets passed that I don't agree with personally, but I can at least appreciate that it got done. And that's where I'm frustrated is that I, I see nothing getting done because we're all just in shouting matches with one another, pretending that it's political discourse and pretending that it's debate. We're not debating anything. We're children yelling about nothing. We're throwing tantrums. And I, I very much hate that. I hate that these people who are well-educated, who do know a lot of stuff, and who have been placed in positions of high power, are sitting there throwing tantrums for one another because they didn't get their way. It's so utterly frustrating to me. And I honestly don't know what the solution is besides people willing to just step back and say, you know, we have to get stuff done. We, we have to accomplish something. So I will cede some ground to you in order to get that done. But you must do the same for me so that we can get something actually accomplished. I don't know if we'll return to that anytime soon. I don't know if this is something like Trump just ruined the whole friggin' system, or if this hat was happening before. I tend to think this was happening before Trump personally, but I, I, I see both sides of that. And again, I don't care where it started, but how, how do we fix it? Can we fix it? Can we, can we go back at this point? Or is it so ingrained in all of our politicians at this point that they won't do anything but that because either that's the party line or they don't know how to do anything but that. 
I think the second option is not as likely simply because of the fact that we, we have politicians that they're, they're career politicians. They've been in their 30, 40 plus years and they know how things used to work, but they're rolling with the tide because things have changed and they, they have not changed for the better. And again, I, I don't care what side you're on. I don't care what your political views are. It, it does all of us a disservice when we can't work together, when we view each other as enemies and nothing but. And I, I just, I'm not sure what the way forward is if if that's not going to change. I, I have a tendency to believe that getting new new blood in there, getting new politicians in there will help. Maybe not. You know, I, I view them as children because that's how they're acting. And if it was children, you sit them down and you talk to them and you, you tell them how they're supposed to behave. But these are adults and you can't do that. And that's why it's even more frustrating. They, they should know better than what they're doing, but they decide not to because their feelings have been hurt. They have been wronged. They have been offended. And I'm not saying that those haven't happened. I'm saying at a certain point, you have to say, screw it and get something done. And I just hope that after this election with new people coming in, we can we can actually get some stuff done because I'm not saying nothing happened in the past four years under President Trump. Things did happen. You can think they're bad or you can think they're good, but things did happen. Not nearly enough, though, because everything was stalemated. And what I'm worried is that it's going to happen the same way, just in the opposite direction now. It's not helpful. I'm kind of rambling at this point, honestly, just because I don't, I don't know if my thoughts go any deeper than that. There's a lot of problems I see on a more specific level with politics, but that's getting into my political views. And frankly, I just don't want to do that because I don't think it's important. I don't, I don't think my political views on a actual policy level matter here because I'm not a politician and I can't get anything done in that regard. So my views don't matter. But at the end of the day, if we can actually have politicians who are willing to be honest brokers, who are willing to actually talk with one another, who are willing to not stalemate one another, maybe, maybe we get stuff done. Maybe we can actually accomplish some things. Maybe we can actually make things better. But that's my two cents. And I'm an outsider looking in. I don't have political experience in any way, shape or form. I'm just someone who, who, uh, who observes and that's, that's what I'm seeing. And, you know, feel free to disagree with me. I, you know, I think that's a good thing. I think, I think it's a great thing. We all have different opinions. I think it's a great thing that we all come at situations from a different point of view, because that's what allows us to actually, uh, get things done and allows us to actually help everyone because there are things and situations and people I'm not able to help really well or see accurately because of whatever biases I have. So people who don't have that biases can show me that. And for me, I love that. And what I see in politicians is that they despise that. And that's what makes someone an enemy is when they have different biases than you. And I don't get that. I really don't. And so my hope is that we can we can move forward as a country. We can get stuff done. Regardless of who's in charge of the president, regardless of who runs Congress, the House, or the Senate, I don't care which branch, regardless of who has the majority in the Supreme Court, regardless of who won popular vote, regardless of whatever, it, do it doesn't matter to me. I just want stuff to be done. I want us to do better as a country and to constantly improve. And hopefully we can find some common ground to do that on. And on the issues where we need to have have debate. Let's have real debate. Let's stop yelling at one another. Let's stop throwing these tantrums because you disagree with me. Let's actually debate it because the, at the heart of debate is the ability and the desire
player to change your opinion. It's, it's, it is that meme of Steven Crowder saying, change my mind. That, that's what debate should be. If you are in a legitimate debate, you should be arguing to change my opinion on this subject. And on the flip side, I should be debating you and arguing well enough to change your mind. And if that's not the goal, that's not debate. It's yelling at one another. Accomplishes very different things. And for me, if I'm in a debate, I honestly hope the other person is competent enough and smart enough and, you know, passionate enough to change my mind about something. There's nothing I love more than when someone proves me wrong and I can go, you're right. You are 100% right. I've changed my mind. I concede your, your opinion is better. I love that because that means there's good evidence. It means there's good reasons. It means that there's passion behind it. And I love that. And on the flip side, I also love when I can do that to someone else, but it requires two or more people to actually engage in something honestly and to want to have their mind changed. Because if you're not willing to have your mind changed, if you're not actually open to the discussion, if you come in with a presupposed opinion that is locked under key and is not going to be changed no matter what the evidence is that's presented there's there is no debate you just want to argue for the sake of arguing you just want to yell for the sake of yelling and there are good reasons to do that just not nearly as many as an actual debate so i'm hoping to see more of that i'm hoping to see actually more discussions and i'm hoping to see more stuff get done but we uh we shall see if that actually happens i would be lying to say that i have confidence that it will because everything tells me that we are on a trend that's going to continue at least for a while until until something gives whatever that thing is but those are my thoughts uh this one is going to be a bit shorter thank you all for listening hopefully you don't hate me too much <laughs> for my op opinions but in all honesty i appreciate you taking the time to listen taking the time to engage and and hopefully these thoughts either you can agree with resonate with or maybe they're challenging for you and there's something to think about or or you disagree with me completely but what i would argue is if you do disagree with me completely fair enough figure out what your evidence is for disagreeing with me because if you have evidence for that and you have things to back that up love it that's great keep up that <laughs> and if you agree with me also have that evidence to back that up because that's that's the even better side too um i'm constantly amazed that the more people who keep listening to my podcast honestly I I'm getting more listens than I ever anticipated for this. This wasn't really meant to be anything more than a personal journal. Uh, but I'm getting I'm getting a few listens. I'm they're they're not large numbers. I'm not trying to upplay myself that much, but they're they're larger than I would have anticipated, and I am very grateful for that. So if you are one of the people who've who've listened to all my stuff and you enjoy what I say and you enjoy listening to me, share it with someone else. See if someone else would enjoy it, or don't share it because you don't like listening to me and that's that's fine too but i i appreciate your attention and your time my next episode is going to be honestly a bit more serious of a subject and it's it might be a longer one uh it honestly depends on how emotional i get it's it's one that's gonna be very near and dear to me i don't really want to give too much more away because i want there to be some element of surprise but stay tuned for that that should be uh the beginning of next week or the end of this week depending on on how on top of it i am that one should be coming out so should be pretty soon on that but thanks again for listening and i'll see you in the next episode